movies don't get any more 80s than Valley Girl. It nails the wardrobe, the music, and of course, the lingo of the day. And we'd be silent without Valley Girl. It gave us totally awesome and, like, rad. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. The film is about a popular upper-middle-class teen from L.A. San Fernando Valley who meets a new-wave club kid from Hollywood High. Now, their lives couldn't be any more different, but they don't care. Unfortunately, their friends do, and they're determined to break them up. This movie also shows how weird it is that you guys let your friends make all of your decisions and take over your lives because of popularity and boys. Like, nobody would do that now. No? Like, no one would be like, you can't date him because he's weird and he's not like us. Like, nobody does that anymore. Like, no one would try and break you in some douche up. Like, <laughs> Well, I think that's actually where I'm at. So here's the thing. I don't remember this happening either. I don't remember having any experiences where my friends were would say, oh, you can't date him if you want to be friends with us. They might intervene if he was somehow like a threat, you know, like if he was mistreating me, then they might, they, they might, you know, really try to steer me away from him. But I mean, I remember dating guys. I mean, I remember dating guys who had what called the chess king look, which is what Nicolas Cage has. And, um, you know, and, and nobody had a problem with that. Actually, I thought they were more appealing to be honest. Yeah. Same. Like, their clothes were, like, better than those, like, rich valley kids. Like, the val dudes. Their weird polos and stuff. Oh, everybody wore that. Everybody had the polos with the popped collars and jeans and sweatshirts. And that was almost the whole wardrobe is how I remember it. But then when I watched Valley Girl, and it's funny because we were trying to find an outfit for you to match, to be in the vein of the Valley Girl to do our, our picture that we do with the podcast. And it's hard. It actually is very specific and yeah. is not necessarily something you can easily find. No, I've never seen any of those things in a store. Like, we would have to go somewhere. Like, we would have to go to a thrift store to find something like that. Yeah. I mean, leg warmer, sure. But, yeah, the polo with the pop collar, that was like the, the jock, cool guy uniform. And then there was the new wave guy. And it was all about the hair. It was great. So what did you think about the way that they spoke? Because I really think the whole thing about Valley Girls and what was unique about it was the way they spoke. They said things like, gag me with a spoon and barf me out, totally tubular. And, uh, you know, and that's how they spoke. And I, I mean, I picked up the ling- language as well. You know, when I was 12 or 13, you know, I, I definitely said, barf me out. I mean, that's weird. I've never heard anybody use it like that <laughs> way of saying that. But, I mean, we obviously have so many lingo. Like, you have – sometimes you don't even know what I'm saying because it's, like, slang or whatever. Like, dank but, is a word you use now. Dank or sus, which is, like, suspicious or, like, I don't know. Or burnt or well, – I don't know. Just stuff like that and, like – we like it's like half of the stuff that you guys made up we still use and half of it we're like that's a little weird yeah. <laughs> like no one would say that by the way i have I, I was living in wichita kansas at the time that valley girl came out and bitchin did not really catch on totally tubular did not catch on totally did but yeah totally is definitely a word we still use but gag me with a spoon for sure did i mean and what was interesting is not only uh, the the funny thing about why this movie came about was because there was this moon unit Zappa song. Her dad, Frank Zappa, was this music musician that was well known. And he they hated the 
the Valley Girls. They could not stand the way they talked. They thought it was revolting. And so they made this song to make fun of it. And if you want to see the video, it is on our website, 80s Movie Guide, uh, on the Valley Girl page. And so anyway, they made this ridiculous song up where they're making fun of Valley Girls. But that's not necessarily how people took it. And what it wound up doing was spreading the language from L.A. to the rest of the world. (laughs) And then they made this movie about that, and then it it continued and spread further. So it's kind of funny the way it came about. And then um, Sarah Jessica Parker, who was just starting her acting career at the time, was in a movie, um, in a movie, in a TV show called Square Pegs, and she played a geek or a nerd. But then um, again, I believe it was oh no, it was um, Tracy Nelson played the Valley Girl and the rich Valley Girl, and she spoke like that as well. So gag me with a spoon. Um, <laughs> I've literally never heard that. What do you, well, what did you think about the movie? Um, I thought it was so boring. I was, I was just so not intrigued. Nothing seemed interesting. Like, and then they added random weird scenes that had nothing to do with the main side of the story. Like, um, one of, uh, Julie's friends, who likes this boy, but him and her stepmom are, like, kind of flirting. And then he, like, randomly goes into the shower when he doesn't know if anyone's home. And she's naked, and then they have sex. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't know who he's having sex with. But at the same time, it doesn't matter, because it has nothing to do with the main story and the main reason for the movie. I'm not sure why that is in the film. Now, this movie was originally written by two guys... And they had, uh, they begged their friend, Martha Coolidge, the, a female director, to come in and direct it because they were terrified of their, you know, they were terrified. They're like, if we direct this, it's going to be terrible. We need, this is, you know, really a, a rom-com. Yeah, so and, it's a woman's work. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you're, it'll be terrible if we do it. You, we shouldn't do it. And they actually gave up half their salary to pay her because the studio heads, who, by the way, sound like the biggest douchebags in the world, um, they sound awful, and we'll talk about that, but they would, did not want to pay her. They thought she was too much of an artist, and so eventually they just said, okay, look, hire her. They can, she can have half our salary. So she worked for 5000 which was not much, yeah. and they gave up their ten thousand to five thousand to get her on. But but uh, but I am fascinated about that scene. The whole scene is tribute to the movie The Graduate, um, which is this Dustin Hoffman movie from the '60s, which I know you are unfamiliar with. And so everything, so the whole Susie's mom, Beth, and the guy Susie likes is all a riff on The Graduate because that's what happens. And the final scene is also The Graduate. Um, so, okay, so let me just go back before we, I feel like we need to talk about the bathroom scene, okay? Yeah, we, let's, it's, it's, there's many bathroom there's scenes. There's, like, three. There's many, like, kind of upsetting bathroom scenes in this movie where, yeah. like, I'm fine with everything except for maybe the bathroom scene. So, in this particular bathroom scene where uh, the the boy comes in, and I believe his name is Chip, <laughs> comes in, and and you don't know. So, he's been flirting with the mom secretly and then he's been flirting with Susie the daughter more openly Susie has a crush on him and so he kind of has it worked out with the mom where he's going to uh sometime get there when Susie's not home 
And the idea is that they'll have some sort of tryst, right? So he arrives and with you know with the sort of the ruse of his job, where he delivers pizza or groceries. I think he delivers groceries or something on his bicycle. I'm not sure. It doesn't really know. make sense. We won't we won't get into that. But um, and he and he and he goes and he kind of sneaks up. He hears the shower running, so he's assuming that it's Susie's mom, and he goes in. And we don't know. Then the next thing we see with them is that he's got he's in bed with somebody, and um, and. And uh, we don't know who it is, and then it's the reveal. And again, I, it's it's about the graduate. But my problem with the scene is I don't care if you had it arranged that he that you were going to go, you know, meet up with this woman. I just feel like unless she said, "Meet me in the shower," <laughs> you would. I can't imagine a world in which anyone who's not like a rapist or pervert would still barge in on someone who's having a shower. And the reaction of if you're in the shower, you think you're alone in your house and someone comes in, are you going to just run into his arms? Even if you had a crush on him. I guess not, but I like, like I said, it's like, it's different. Like it's, if it's someone that you like, it's like different. Cause it's like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you had said, you know, your crush likes you back and just randomly is like, oh, you're naked now. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I feel like in a in a married situation, is, a living no, situation. It's, it's cre- I know I know what you're saying. I know it's creepy and I know it's like kind of weird, just super weird and it didn't need to be in there and every other person would be like, ew. I mean, the I thing, get that. The thing is, is people do, I mean, you know, when, when we were kids, our parents would say, well, I don't want you to read that book or watch that movie because that's going to give you ideas. It does give you ideas. <laughs> now that I'm a parent, it does. And so well, I think I know, like, I know that if that happens, I'm screwed and I need to fight back. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean... I don't know. I don't think boys will watch that movie and barge I, a girl shower. In. I think because now it's in the 80s, hopefully. I, I don't think anyone would have. But I do think that there might have been times where guys were like, ooh, that's a good move. i got to well, remember that. <sighs> um, okay, so then the next bathroom scene I want to talk about is where Randy sneaks back into the party that he's been kicked out of and hides in the shower of the bathroom waiting for her to come in. And, and as he's doing that, he's, like, watching people pee and, like, and someone, they're smoking a joint in the bathroom, which is weird because the parents were, like, downstairs, but, like, whatever. <laughs> but I'm um, glad to know that you and your, that your friends would never think to smoke a joint in someone's bathroom. That makes me happy and makes me trust your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, not when the parents home. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was weird. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that was as weird. I mean, I it's weird from if you saw him in the shower, you were like, ew. Right, but he's peeking over. People come in, they're having sex, girls' shirts are off. Um, there's all kinds of things going on. And by the way, people are going to the bathroom, in the bathroom. So he's hanging out next to, and listening or peeking, and that's against the law. That is a crime, just so you know. That is a crime, and you can go to jail for that. So I just want to say that was super awful. And then, um, 
And then we have a third bathroom scene, don't we? What's our third bathroom scene? It's um, when uh, Randy has sex with, I guess, his ex-girlfriend that That, I did not know that was his ex-girlfriend. I didn't catch that either. I don't know if we were distracted at a moment where they said it, but we just see a girl stalking him. She wants to have sex with him. Like, that's what I thought it was. And, And so besides the fact they have, you know, whatever. So they hook up and they have sex in the bathroom. And then I don't even know if she has a line. <laughs> I don't even remember if she has one word to say. We just see her breasts and that's it. But the point is, right, he's so distraught. He has sex with his ex-girlfriend. But there's no callback to that, right? Yeah. We know going to call. And so speaking of no callback, there's another weird moment. And that is when Tommy and Lauren hook up. And this was a scene that I was reading. It was really important to Martha Coolidge to include. And, to, and, and it seems like such a one-off. Like it has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the story, and they never go back to it. Julie never finds out. It's just, like, a weird, why is this here? Yeah, I mean, so... Like, the only reason is, like, she feels guilty for saying that. She told Julie to go back to Tommy. Yeah, so so I think that what we see in this, and I think why this was important to Martha Coolidge, who did a, a, who did a kind of documentary feature film hybrid uh, that was about, she said, her own rape. So it was, it was important to her because Tommy, one, what the point is, is we've seen that Tommy is a total jerk, right? Yeah. And so as soon as he's broken up with Julie, he convinces Lauren to fool around with him. I mean, I feel like there's an implication that they slept together, but actually her clothes seem pretty intact other than her shirt came off, right? Yeah. And so, um, but whatever, they fooled around and he tricks her. He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. She broke up with me. She won't care. And then as soon as they're done fooling around, he basically treats her like she's trash and you're a terrible friend and leaves. And you see that Lauren feels hurt and like she was tricked and she feels bad about it. And so the whole rest of the movie, you can see where... Um, Lauren, you see some things like she is telling her to go back to Tommy, which is weird because she knows Tommy's a jerk. Yeah, but so. I th- unless she's just supposed to be caught up with the friend thing as well and just doing whatever Stacy, the you know main friend, I guess you know the lead, the ringleader of the friends, uh, says. Okay, and then the final thing I wanted to talk about was. Um, the, the oddest scene did not take place in the bathroom; took place in the Hollywood Hills, right? So, so Stacy and Julie leave with. Uh, Randy and Fred. Stacy's not interested in going with Fred, right? She doesn't want to do this. And by the way, Randy had said earlier that he doesn't like it when guys try, you know, some interrupted him when he was trying to score, which is such a gross 80s term implying yeah. he was just trying to get laid. But they go off with him and Randy and Julie have a real connection and um and then even though Stacy was anti going with them and anti Fred, then she, she seemed to be kind of into Fred. And he, but he's chasing her around the car. Yeah, but she's, like, laughing. And so this is... <laughs> I know. And she seems very playful and, like, she's into it. And then... But then she's very against it after that. Yeah. Totally turns around. And so she's really against them and pushing against getting rid of Randy. So it makes me think a couple of things. One, guys wrote this. And they're like, oh, when a girl runs away from you, they're really into you. <laughs> And let me Something. just let me just correct the record because then what I think is going on is that there is an awkward situation sometimes when your friend is getting to know some guy, you're stuck there with his friend, and you're trying to get out of this situation. You don't want to kiss him, you don't want to be with him, but it's awkward. And they're up there in the Hollywood Hills. He could he could do something to her. He could violate her. Yeah. And so it's better to kind of play along. And this is um, this is how women 
Get out of things. This is when they, when, when guys are like, well, I don't know. I put my hand on her leg and she laughed. She laughed because she didn't know what to do. And she's trying to make it easy on you to be like, hey, we can be comfortable. I don't have to start screaming rape. I'm just going to go, ha, 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 yeah, we're just friends. <laughs> uh, you know? And guys need to pick up on that. I almost wonder if something more didn't happen, if there's an implication that something else happened with Fred and Stacy, even though this is totally fictional, because <laughs> Stacy is so adamantly against Randy yeah, from then it's on. Just, it's just, it's weird. And then Fred comes back, and she's like, oh my gosh, this again. Honestly, Julie seems like a really bad friend. <laughs> like, she's not, very not, be, not because she chose Randy over her friends, but because she forced her friend to come with her on a guy, even though the friend said, I am not going. I don't want to but leave. She, but she's I don't want to be around them. But she's the, the idea is she's the safety friend, right? She's going off with boys she don't know. If you bring your friend, it's safe. I know, but... I love that kept, you know that it's not safe. She kept... I mean, she kept saying, I don't want to go. She'd be like, Julie, can we leave? Yeah. Can we leave? I want to leave now. Can we leave? Like, yeah. if I was doing that to my friend, they wouldn't leave. I'd be so mad. All right, I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're out. And that is that I mentioned that the studio heads, these guys, so they just wanted to make a movie, right? And they thought they could sell it, whatever. They didn't care. We have to have a female director. Fine, we'll have a female director. They insisted that they she put in four scenes of women's breasts so that guys would come to the theater, was their opinion. Mm-hmm. And she went to cast a black actress as one of the Valley friends, which she said she was, she was in the Valley. She saw them. She, you know, they would have Valley girl contests. Black girls were participating. They had, they spoke like that too. And the studio had said, no, they had to all be white. That's Hollywood in the 80s, my friends. I, I guess. That's the thing. I feel like we're finally awakened to that. But that's how you get this sort of institutional... But I thought 80s was more diverse. I don't know. Well, I I don't remember racism in the 80s, but this is institutional racism. This is why. When you don't see people of color on the screen in any of your movies, you know, you, if you're white, you don't necessarily notice that. If you're black, you notice that. Oh, you notice that because you're not represented at all. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, this is 80s Movie Guide. The guide to what's wrong with your parents. You can check out our website, 80smovieguide.com. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> At 80smovieguide. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. I thought about you while the radio played. Should have got